Welcome to the swamp, folks. We know you're worried about it since we made the big bean trick yesterday, but as you can hear, we made it back alive. Welcome to Friday, January 7th, 2022. Got the year right today. It's Coach's Scout and Report and a podcast like we've never done in the swamp before. What's going on over there, Dodson? Well, pretty neat to go back into Big Dallas and come out. It didn't, didn't take us, uh, you know, for three days. Got to got to turn over to here because yeah. there's a wreck here or there's a whatever. A lot of speed in Dallas on the roads. A lot mm-hmm. of speed. Hey, a little cool out there, but things aren't moving much out there on Highland Drive. And there's not a bird in a bird feeder or a squirrel squirreling around. They must be all around their little fireplaces somewhere. So, <laughs> yeah. But other than that, as I just said, a bird just landed. What you got going on there? Well, a few birthdays we can start off with. What well, that's here? 1942, Danny Williams. Moon River. A couple weeks ago, he had the number one song, which was Moon River, and now it was the Oscar-winning song from Breakfast at Tiffany's. Danny Williams. That boy, D. 1944, Mike McGear, singer, brother of Paul McCartney. Lily the Pink. That was his Christmas UK number one single in 1968. Basically, I picked him because he's Paul McCartney's brother, and I didn't know that. Sorry, Mike. So, uh, 1948, Kenny Loggins. Really? Yes. But Loose, Caddyshack, Loggins and Messina. You know those guys. Yeah, you put in that. In that. <laughs> we saw Dale Odin tell about the uh, Top Gun thing. They called him from somewhere. And he was working on something in a studio. Could you come down here and help us out with this <laughs> song we're trying to get for this movie? It, it worked out. Yep. He felt the need for speed. Yep. Well, music news. Do 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 me 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 ma 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 ma. Nineteen fifty-five. Rock around the clock by Bill Haley and his Comets. The original full title of the song was We're Gonna Rock Around the Clock Tonight. But it's, it's often cited as the biggest selling vinyl rock and roll single of all time with sales over 25 million. And some t- people say that started off right there. Was that song? A rock and roll. So 2003, the Beatles book monthly closed down after 40 years. Author Sean O'Mahony who set up the magazine in 1963, said there was nothing more to say as the number of things the former Beatles were doing gets less and less as the years go on. Pretty sure he could come up with something, but Olo Mahoney didn't ask Olo Gent. In 2020, Neil Peart, drummer and lyricist for Canadian rock band Rush, died from brain cancer at age 67. He was placed at number four in Rolling Stone's list of all-time greatest drummers, well-known for his technical proficiency and animated live performances. Take me out to the ball game. It is National Bobblehead Day. Wait a minute. 
National Bobblehead Day. Well, you think about baseball when it's, I do. When yeah, I it's, about not, it's not just baseball, but that's yeah. what I thought of, too. For yeah. over 100 years, bobbleheads have been entertaining and fascinating fans and collectors. I had no idea 100 years. Yeah. They come in a variety of shapes and sizes. They commemorate iconic teams, movies, and cartoon characters. Individually, they represent some of our most exciting athletes or thrilling television and movie characters. And you can see them in the back of a car sometime when you're passing yeah. on the back window glass, you know, <laughs> on the, and their heads just popping along. Then they have moved to the front of the car, I've noticed. Yeah, so, on the dash. Yeah, what will be long, they'll be on top. Well, they were developed in Germany, and the early bobbleheads were called bobbers or nodders. They uh, took root in the U.S. pop culture in the 50s and 60s. They resurged in the late 90s when professional sports teams began using them as promotional items. Today, toys and collectibles, bobbleheads continue to amuse and captivate us. Few like, questions. Like for teams and things? For teams and um, these movie characters, you know, like Spider-Man and all oh, those. Okay. That, I know Spider-Man, Superman, and Batman. I don't know all these new people. Well. But they're bobblehead people. So the football team Washington's bobblehead. I don't know what they look like. Which they're supposed to be announcing their mascot name here soon. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah. Hold on to that one. <laughs> uh, we were telling my I was telling my cousin Jared, you know, Cowboys were playing the Washington you know, Washington and he said, Wait, they're not the Redskins anymore? I said, Hey, wake up, buddy. <laughs> he goes, Well what are they? They're I not said the Washington football team. And he said, well, what do they put on their jerseys? It's a great question. So, a little bit of facts. Frequently asked questions, that is. Are bobbleheads only sports figures and mascots? No. They represent pop culture, politics, sports, and history. And you can get a custom bobblehead made in your own likeness. Tides over here. Yeah. We're going to have to get one of those made. Yeah. Is a bobblehead the same as a wobbler? Yes. Do bobbleheads do anything else besides, well, bobble? Yes, some of them include pre-recorded messages. Press the button to see what he has to say. They are collectible. Uh, There there you go. National bobblehead. If they're over 100 years old, that's something I'm going to start snooping around. Yep. When I go down to Canton and, and yep. maybe uh, a garage sale or two. That's all. Check out the condition of them and maybe get the one from Germany or something. Yeah. Surely there was one with Betty White. Hey, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Right. Then one more little note in history. 1927, the Harlem Globetrotters traveled to Hinkley, Illinois to play their first basketball game. They're still gone. Who do they always play? <laughs> they used to be, well, here it goes. <laughs> used to be the Washington General. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is the, we're going to beat you no matter uh, what basketball team. The General. And, of course, they always have the traveling referees. Yeah. Which I swear Duke does, too. But <laughs> other than that. Oh, wow. We saw him at Reunion Arena. I remember Kobe was in the hospital, but we got out on a pass that night. Yeah. yeah. And we got to see the first uh, 
female Harlem Globetrotter. Put that in. And remember she that. She was good. <laughs> <laughs> but they all were. They, they were entertaining. If you've never seen them, seen them on TV is one thing. We always couldn't wait for a year to see them on TV. Uh, but, uh, well, seeing them live, man, there's something. They don't miss shots. <laughs> Apparently, my dog Sadie the Torky likes him too. Yeah, that's right. Hey! They're doing a bobblehead on that one. What do you know, Dad? Well, let me tell you. The, uh, how's the way weather is and all this and the, the COVID 19, we got a deal from Mayo Clinic to say to remind people don't forget pneumonia now a lot of times people think they have things you know respiratory wise they think it's a cold whatever it could be pneumonia and uh, it can develop mild and end up being pretty severe it enters like this when you breathe in and air enters your lungs and into many tiny elastic air sacs which are called alveoli if germs also enter and overpower your immune system, these air sacs may become infected and inflamed, resulting in pneumonia. No, that is not P-pneumonia that I always tell my class. Pneumonia can lead to signs and symptoms such as fever, chills, difficulty, or pain with breathing, fatigue, or coughing. And, uh, five common types. There's the typical bacterial pneumonia, atypical bacterial pneumonia, fungal pneumonia, viral pneumonia, aspiration pneumonia. And we'll talk a little bit about those next week. But uh, don't forget pneumonia. That would be P pneumonia in some cases. From the almanac, home remedies. Natural anxiety relief massages and rubs. Again, now it's from the almanac. Yeah. This has been going on since you know back in the 1700s, and <clears throat> then passed down. Massage your temples with lavender oil. A warm bath with a couple of drops of is that chamomile oil? Chamomile. Yeah, chamomile oil aids in sleeping. Add a splash of lavender oil for relaxing aroma. For a relaxing body rub, soak equal parts finely chopped, excuse me, dandelions, burdock, yellow dock, loblia, and a mason jar of vodka for two weeks. (laughs) Apply externally and avoid the temptation to drink the solution. Okay. Also, here's an Irish proverb. Okay. A good laugh and a long sleep are the best cures in the doctor's book. Home remedies from the old farmer's almanac. Make sure that we remember that. It's from the almanac. I'm not saying this stuff don't work. Some of it might help. Hoodoo, hoodoo. Been and around. it worked with what they had. Yeah. Still works right. today. Couldn't go on down there in the old CVS Walgreens or whatever else. Probably pre-echoed dates. 
All right. If I knew then what I know now from coaches' surveys, I have learned that most students focus on yelling and not the words coming out. You can get more out of a kid by staying calm and talking to them as a human being. If you want to move up to be a head coach one day, it is important to not only take notes on the good things that occur around you, but also the things that you feel are not good. Things that you feel wouldn't fit your program and build your identity the right way. There's something probably to that yelling. We've all either been a yeller or we've been yelled at. <laughs> Either way, it doesn't seem to get much out of things. <laughs> no, it don't seem to work. It works better to stay calm as you can. Uh, that's that is a hard one sometimes because you know you're dealing with other people's stresses can sometimes really wear down on your stress level. I notice you can't let other people's stresses, but you're trying to help a kid or or. You know, relationship, it just, uh, it don't work. The hollering. But sometimes, maybe it does. <laughs> and you thought it does. But anyway, again, this is coaches. It's right now, if they knew, like over six years ago. Here's another one. Teaching, coaching can consume your life. Always take the trip. Go on vacation. Make time for your personal life and your family. Life is too short. You know, I'd hear that when I was younger. Life is too short. And uh, wow, you look at a different perspective now. You know, at 72, and uh, we were actually at Baylor Hospital yesterday. We had some medical things going on up there. <laughs> and I walked around a little bit, some of the old days, areas <laughs> when I went to x ray school up there. And it just seems like that was just a year or two ago in some of the facts. But anyway, it is probably something to that life is too short thing. And the third one, to approach every student's behavior situation with the mindset of seeking to understand instead of just a consequence bandage. You know, a lot of times, though, we're in a hurry, but you're gonna to have to slow down and help a kid over sometime. I'm talking about from the coach's thing. You gotta take that time out. But sometimes we we won't because we're in a hurry to get other things done. So. But anyway, those are pretty good. I, I, I'm really enjoying, I'm gonna write an email to this uh, AD. This is gonna tell him that's pretty good stuff. Like, like he'll be impressed, right? If you listen to the podcast, he oh, will. Yeah. But, well, from a local celebrity out of the swamp in Oak Grove, Texas, who's also an author and books are on Amazon. Check oh. it out. Hold your breath for you, Todd Jim. Well, let's go over to Brand, Grand Prairie. There we go. All right. Grand Prairie. Here's the headline. Grand Prairie dog breaks out of home. Steel sandwich turns to life of crime. <laughs> That's awesome. We'll read it a little bit here. Mm-hmm. It's years. Kind of fun. Grand Prairie. Kendra Williams' daughter, Suri, just wanted to have a sandwich delivered for lunch. 
But when she went to grab her food from the front porch of her family's Grand Prairie home, her delivery order was suspiciously nowhere to be found. Williams told WFA in an email that his daughter initially believed the delivery guy had swiped her Subway sandwich. Then, though, the family decided to check for footage from their doorbell camera. And that's when the shocking truth was revealed. It was a neighborhood dog that had done the dirty deed. But how? Here's the story. Williams discovered upon taking it upon himself to investigate the curious incident. Our neighbor was moving furniture and didn't realize their dog, Marshmallow, had gotten out of the house. Seems the dog named Marshmallow made a daring escape from its house and immediately took a life of crime <laughs> using its newfound freedom to get its paws on the very first sandwich it came across and swiping the food for its own. It's just too bad for Marshmallow, the cutest porch pirate of them all, really. <laughs> that was all caught on tape. And what sentence did Marshmallow receive for the crime? Well, not much of any at all, it turns out. As soon as the Williams neighbors were informed of their dog's crime, they immediately offered to buy a new sandwich for Williams' daughter. Ultimately, though, he declined the offer as he felt the video his doorbell cam captured had already gotten him more than his money's worth. We all got a good laugh out of it. Now, Grand Prairie, <laughs> you, know, you know, a couple of things. I, I did they did say that Marshmallow said, didn't order onions, but I'll eat them anyway. Yeah. But uh, they said lying over there with a mask on in the flower bed. This is at Grand Prairie, remember? Uh -huh. They think was a boa constrictor. What? But I know. Who'd ever thought it? Wow, it's been months. You know, we've been wondering about that guy. Yeah, we never knew what happened to the boa constrictor. So if that, if Marshmallow was a dachshund, did he want the foot long? <laughs> I don't know. Come on, Marshmallow. Uh, life of crime. Turn it around, pal. Turn your life around now. Hey, we got a little bit of a uh, kind of motivational thing here. Eleanor Roosevelt. Now this been a while ago yep. that Eleanor said this. Do one thing every day that scares you. <laughs> well, we did yesterday. We drove into Dallas. <laughs> okay, we're on, yeah. we're on track. Yeah, we did enough of that. Probably lasted for a month. But anyway, there you go, Eleanor. Eleanor Roosevelt. Not Ricky. You think old Marshmallow was afraid? <laughs> Hey, you know what, Mark? That's the way I used to tell my kids to play defense <laughs> in football or basketball. It didn't really matter. I said, get out there just like the dog does when it runs into the backyard and somebody left the gate open. <laughs> play hard. Well, that's it on this side of the swamp. Play hard. My head keeps shaking from my bobblehead. I'm getting one of those. Todd Michael Gent, the bobblehead. If you want one. Yeah, he's been called a lot worse lately. <laughs> well, I just want to say one thing. We're we're going to Maryland because okay. this is number three. <laughs> a retired utility worker has won a two million dollar two million dollar lottery ticket for the second time. You in there? In Maryland. It's like those other two women, the one that had yeah. the, yeah, 
Come on. Yeah, so a little over three years ago, a utility worker in Maryland won $2 million from a scratch-off lottery game that he bought for $30. Turns out his luck hasn't run out yet. Hmm. Last week, the Maryland Lottery announced that the now-retired utility worker had won another $2 million in a scratch-off game rightfully named $2 million Richard. His name hasn't been made public, but he bought two scratch-offs for the game at a local Exxon station after running some morning errands, according to the Maryland Lottery. <laughs> so, the first ticket revealed the $100 prize, and things only got better from there. When he scratched off the second ticket, it revealed a gold bar emblem indicating he had won a $2 million prize. While he drives home, he's 65 years old, he drives home, stashes the ticket in a safe. He waited to claim the prize money until days before the deadline because of the pandemic, according to the Maryland Lottery. He was nervous the entire time he was waiting because he thought something might happen, like a fire in his house or whatever, so I guess his safe wasn't fireproof. I thought, wow, way to go to the end there. But, uh... He needs to get some lavender oil on his temples. Right. Lavender, chamomile... Uh, vodka in the jar. Alright, the first time he won, he also had trouble believing it was real. I kept thinking this has to be one of those prank cards. But, uh, no, he says his advice is just to play for the fun of it and, um, you know, be realistic and make sure that you, you play, when you play, you aren't just playing for the big jackpot. Play for enjoyment. As long as you enjoy what you're doing, win or lose, you've already won. Good for him. Good for him. Well, what's the deal with Maryland? I don't know. Man. Pretty good. Lotto land. Turpin State. Yeah, Turps. Yeah, what do you say? He better hey, watch yeah. out for Marshmallow and be in his hand and Marshmallow comes sniffing out of there. Good friend of mine uh, passed away back in 2015, Ronnie Turner, uh, who, uh, if you know, well, his daughter, I worked with his daughter up at the school, Melissa Turner Jones, but, uh, Yesterday was his mom's 95th birthday. We're going to try to slide by there today a little bit. But, uh, 95. Wow. The Betty White of Coffin Camp. <laughs> All right. She still lives by herself. Yeah. It's awesome. And claims she knows me when I come in. <laughs> hey, uh, stay warm. It's going to be getting warmer. They said, uh, some little bitty cold fronts be coming in, but it's still, it's going to get back on up to the 50s over the weekend. May get a little rain tomorrow, here or there, whatever. Hope your ball team wins today. The uh, Coffin Boys and Girls go over to... Uh, community. Community, yeah, tonight. But, uh, so, hope them well. And... Uh, that's really about all we got going today. Just try to stay healthy, keep your immune system up. And uh, no matter what they do to you today, keep on going. Like Eleanor Roosevelt said, scare yourself. What's that? <laughs> that must mean something somewhere. It's just, uh, just in other words, let it all go. <laughs> yeah. Strong mindset. Thanks for taking your time to listen to our time. Make it count.